us call a meeting to order. Item one will be a roll call. Uh, McConnell. Here. Nakes. Here. Nichols. Here. Seaburger. Here. And Townsend. Here. Okay. Consent calendar. Uh, can I get a motion adopting consent calendar as presented? That includes the meeting minutes, right? Mm, say what? That includes the meeting yes. minutes. I noticed the minutes said that um, Seaburger and... Um, we need a motion first, yeah. oh. then we'll open it okay. up for discussion. Okay, can I get a motion? Okay, motion by Jerry. A second. Second. Second by Teresa. Okay. Um, discussion. I, just, I noticed that the minutes said that Seaburger and, um, I'm sorry, I forgot the other new board members. Mickey. Oh. Um, had abstained from the policy change vote, but I believe that it was actually McConnell and him that abstained. All right, just a second. In which vote was it? The, the um, vote on the um, bias-based policing policy change. I get to I my voted Okay. All right. All right. I can amend that. So probably we'll need a new motion to amend. Did motion. you vote on that? Well, I, I, I couldn't remember, yeah, which would, sounds horrible, I, but. <laughs> I thought going back through it that the two that abstained were. Yeah. Do you remember, Jerry? Jerry. Um, if, you, if you voted for it or abstained. I thought I voted against it, actually. Oh, okay. So you were a no? Okay. I think I was a no, and then there was a so abstained. One abstained, one no. I can amend those minutes, but probably we won't need, need a motion. Okay. Can we get a motion? Well, I'm a, I guess I'm a little confused, because if Jerry voted no, and the other two abstained, then I don't think it she passed. Didn't, she didn't abstain. Oh, okay. She voted yes. I, I motioned it. Orville seconded it. She voted yes, and then he abstained. Okay. okay. I mean, it's also on. There's the recordings available, too. Yeah, I was going to say right. that. I looked at the transcripts, that. and it yeah. was. So can we get a motion to accept the minutes with the changes as uh, recommended? Motion. In motion, second. Second. Okay, second by uh, Jerry. Okay. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Oppo Aye. Uh, opposed? <laughs> okay, motion carries. Uh, item number three public comments? None. Okay, no public comments. We will move on to item four, new business. If I'm going too fast, feel free to slow me down. Oh, I did, I don't know if this is the appropriate time for new business. And someone can. Um, new business is when we have something on the agenda. Okay, okay. To speak about the new business. Thank you. <laughs> During the board, discussion is or 
section is when the board can suggest something to be added to the new. Okay, thank you, Chris. So would this be the time to do that? Okay. Um, there is no new business, okay. so we can. Okay, no, none, no new business. Okay, uh, moving on to item five, old business. And uh, we have discussion on the CPRB recommendations to the city council. Um, we, city council is requesting additional information on recommendation items nine and 10. Um, be looking at your information, item number nine. The CPRB shall provide city funding, shall be provided city funding to promote awareness of the CPRB and enhance accessibility to its services. Uh, that is outreach, streaming meetings on Facebook, website enhancement, uh, biannual community forum meetings. Uh, CB, CPRB contact information be parented on all officers' cards, awareness events, and CPRB information provided to each person issued a citation or at the time they are released from custody in the event they were arrested. Um, City Council requested additional information and we ended up having assignments. So uh, Amanda, do you have anything to report? Um, I mean, excuse me, uh, uh, McConnell, excuse me. You have anything to report on the cost of uh, CPRB outreach awareness and pharmacy events? Yes, I do. Um, for a master's degree social worker, uh, this is just the outreach. Oh, just the outreach? Okay, sorry. No, I need um, some input from all of you on that as to what would you would like involved so I can price it. <laughs> These, for the, uh, when we have the community able to come and outreach, to be able to come and learn about what we do or ask us questions or that kind of thing. And I didn't know if I haven't been here for any in the past, so I didn't know, like, if you want food of any kind, do you want entertainment of any kind, um, or is it just going to be us and them? Well, food, food always brings people. Go ahead. <laughs> That's basically what I was going to say. I think the more of an event we make out of it, the more of a community response we'll get. And I also think we had talked about, we were previously only did one community forum a year, but we were talking about doing those more often, right? Yeah, right. two to a year. There's one that's required. Yeah. And I think basically uh, we haven't voted on anything like that, but it seems as though all board members would be in favor of, of having two to a year. So how do you feel about that? So is that something we can make official as a recommendation? Okay. Of two meetings? Yeah. Or two? Yeah, okay. Okay. Right. And there's not a lot of additional costs to that, so we, we don't have to deal with that. Okay. So there's no expense then? No. Uh, no, I think we use uh, the, the facilities we use, we don't have to rent those, do we? Right. For the 
doing the community forum, the only expense you would have would be printing for the flyers that go out. But if you were going to plan on doing other events for awareness, such as um, food events or something like that, there would be cost. So in terms of, you know, we've, we've, we've already voted that we could have two forms, so it would just be double the cost, you know, whatever the first one costs, the second one should be in the same ballpark. So when you're thinking about um, refreshments, are you thinking cookies, cake, what? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I mean, ideally, just in case COVID is still around, which it might be individually wrapped snacks, which, you know, open cookies might not be the best idea presently. Oh, yeah. So are we saying that this is a feature that we will add to our forms is to have refreshments? I think it's a good idea. Maybe lemonade, okay. coffee. Bottled water. Bottled, cupcakes. Yeah. People, then they wouldn't be, you know, right. cupcakes yeah. would be good. All yes. Right. And how many people do we usually have attending them? I can get you those figures, Jerry. Okay. For like the last three to five years or something. Okay, thank you. And in the past, have there been brochures available? Yes, <clears throat> we do have brochures. Okay. I'm in the process right now of redoing them. Okay. Because it, it's changed. Right. You have 180 days now. And, <clears throat> right. And so I'm going to be printing new ones probably in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. And those will include, I'm sure, the online. Yes. Yeah. That's new yeah. Too. And then you also added two new places for brochures and complaint forms. So that's all going to be on there. You know, and and I was just kind of seems like we've been struggling with our recommendations here. And I was thinking about it. The, I think the biggest problem that we are dealing with is we have a good idea, but when it comes time to plan for f numbers and things like that there's no set number for this, you know, so we, we, it, it's something we can do, but how do we go about it? Uh, I was just thinking we were talking about uh, having refreshments at the forum, and, you know, this would be after the forum, the official part, um, how about a communication session, open up to the public to get some ideas. I mean, that that would be a way to actually communicate with the public and and get ideas that they have about maybe what we should be adding to what we do. You know, what what do you think about that? That should be a part of every interaction we have with the public, yeah. Yeah, yeah with our forms, we usually have our program and then it's over with, but, you know, that would be a good time to actually communicate with the public and and have that lateral part be a communication gathering session. Yeah, it's always good to get input. I mean, obviously we'll be potentially constrained by the ordinance, et cetera. But, but yeah, it's always good to get feedback or input and then we can tailor it to a way that okay. can go into the ordinance or okay. is in sync with what we're constrained to do. I don't mean that in a bad way, but you know. Do we have a, a date for that yet? No, no. Okay. You, you, you haven't 
determine new. I guess my concern is with having two, if we want it to be nice weather, it's going to be late spring and early fall, <laughs> which is kind of close together, unless we have a building where we're going to do it and do it like six months apart. We have been do doing it at the library. At the library? they can connect those back. I think it's the back three meeting rooms can all be connected and opened up if we are still dealing with space. Okay. Okay, any other discussion on that? Okay, next. Um, Wait, are we gonna decide on the dates today or? It's not on your agenda oh, to okay. discuss the, okay. yeah. the forms. I think, I think this item was to find out what you wanted to do okay. and the cost so that you can submit a budget to the council. Okay. I think that's what we're on now. Okay. okay. So next we move on to uh, Teresa. You report on police and CPRB information at the courthouse. Did you get a chance to communicate with them? Sure, so what I did, I mean, I know under Iowa law, technically the auditor <laughs> has control over the courthouse, but since the auditor isn't in the courthouse, <laughs> I just decided to talk to the clerk of court first. So I talked to her and she didn't feel, I mean, while she sounded positive about it in general, she didn't feel comfortable making any official decision so I went to the auditor <laughs> and I talked to probably the second highest up. I didn't talk to the auditor, <clears throat> but that person believed that the auditor, perhaps because they're not physically in the courthouse, had kind of ceded that power to the Board of Supervisors. <laughs> so I went and talked to the receptionist, I forget her name, with the Board of Supervisors <laughs> and talk to her about what we're thinking of doing. And she said once we get something together finalized how we would like it, I'm just to attach it as a PDF, email her, and I mean she doesn't think it's gonna be a problem. And well and on a corollary somewhat. I mean I was at the courthouse of course and there is a huge bulletin board that people, I mean, enough people probably go buy it, and it's full of all sorts of documents, you know, flyers, so to speak, about this, that, and the other thing. I mean, I know technically we could probably just put something up, um, but now that I've gone through this process of <laughs> trying to get it official, we may as well go through that channel. Because I have a feeling that the Board of Supervisors won't have any objection. Um, so yeah, and I, well Chris passed out a very preliminary brochure that I hope to get feedback from. It, it's not a brochure, sorry, it's just a, what would be kind of like a flyer. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the reason. Show the chief. I oh, sure. Yeah, Teresa, while you were at the courthouse, did you happen to notice if they have a table or area where there are brochures uh, and things of people, informational section? I mean, actually, what I noticed was 
kind of one of those things, <clears throat> like when you go to the doctor's office and they put your patient file in this thing attached to the wall, you know, with a little um, plexiglass thing. So there's some brochures in there. I mean, I noticed amongst other things, like organ donation, pamphlets, brochures. So things that clearly aren't directly associated with the courthouse. Um, so I was gonna also, if it's okay with you guys, ask if we could put some brochures in there as well. And, and another thing, I don't wanna, I didn't mean to step on your toes, but I, since I was driving by the public defender's office, and my good friend Quint Meyer Dirk is in there, and I oftentimes stop to chat with him. So I just stopped by there, and I, I know they mentioned that you had, I think probably you had stopped by. And Peter Prasad, he's so hard to get a hold of. Um, so the staff member I talked to seemed just receptive if it gets to the point. You know, she's certain that either they would post it or have brochures available to hand out if certain clients, if in attorney discussions with clients, it becomes apparent that there might be a legitimate complaint that that could get handed out. So that's another thing I did. Like I said, I didn't mean to step on your toes. No, that, that's okay. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I uh, basically um, communicated with Peter. Oh, okay, good, and, good. Uh, you know, they, they're set up in such a way, well, I, you know, I just hold on to it till my report come and then I'll, I'll share, you know. Okay, sure, sure. I have. So yeah, that's all I have on that okay. business. Okay. Any other discussion on this area before we move on? Well, I do wanna bring up, and somebody can let me know if this isn't quite the right time, um, the police business cards, uh, I think basically we, we've already got the price for those and we'll be, you know, proceeding to get those, to include those. So I think what it comes down to is we know that the business cards, every officer's gonna, gonna get that, so that's kind of already in place. But I think what we're looking at is in terms of materials that we would put there, is there any other, what would the printing cost be approximate and would there be any other costs? You know, I guess the paper and the printing would be the, the only thing I could think of, you know. And so are you talking about stuff like this or the cards? Uh, or if it, you know, that's just a single sheet that maybe you could fold or something like that. But I think also uh, we have our CRP, um, I mean, our uh, little booklet that we have, don't we, Chris? What I am for brochure. Yeah, so maybe we could take some of our brochures and put it there, you know. Okay. So, so is the business card, is that kind of a done deal? That's, that's yeah, that's, no. that, we, 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 we've got the price for that, you know, okay. but we haven't finalized it yet. Okay. Well, I'm just wondering if it's up for further discussion, in other words, that idea. City Council, you're working on getting a budget, mm -hmm. a proposed budget to send to the City Council yeah. on those items that you had asked for. Right. 
So I've, I've submitted the cost for the business cards. So, you know. We haven't. You we haven't. haven't we, I submitted it in my report, but we haven't officially, you know, made it official yet. Okay. So right now, I think what we're doing is trying to collect figures, numbers for any okay. service that we're going to provide. You know, it seems like your cost would be printing and paper for what you're talking about. Right, right. But I'm asking if it's a time to discuss whether to even use that option. Or I, I can start talking. Somebody can cut me off if they want. <laughs> um, with, with all due respect, because I know it's and all ideas of how to get information out is great, but like me as an attorney who carries a business card. Well, for, first of all, I don't know how many police give out business cards. Maybe they do. But as an attorney, it just seems to create a, a situation where it would be like if I had to have on the back of my business card, if you want to make a complaint about me as an attorney, here's the website to go to. I'm just not a big fan of the idea, others, and if, but if everyone else is, or if you've already voted on it, I understand. Um, and I don't know if the chief, do, do people, do officers usually give out business cards? The officers do have business cards. How often they give them out, if they give them out on every call, I, I would doubt, because we don't run through that many business cards. Okay. Um, I probably give out the most, um, <laughs> but, uh, and I guess I can, yeah. Uh, it's, I, I would share a similar concern. I, I would wonder how often, if that's the most effective means. Um, but, but uh, I mean, that's, a, that's for you guys to right. discuss and decide. Yeah. We voted on with our um, 13 recommendations that we made previously. Okay. It's already in the, in the 13 recommendations that we already submitted to the okay. council. Okay. And, you know, I, I would think that since we want, you know, individuals to have the information in case they do have feelings, then I would think that, you know, if an officer gave a citation that they would also make a business card available to the uh, individual. But then we start looking at expense, you know, and we, mm -hmm. don't, we don't wanna get crazy with it. Right, I mean, right. You know, that would be uh, the best way to go, but financially, you know, is that something that we, we, we can afford? Right. That's a lot of, a lot of business cards. Yeah. I think it, it was just be. the one-time fee, right? The first time was, that was the, all we had to. Say what? All we had to cover out of our proposed budget is the, the first time, one-time fee, right? Yeah. And then it'll go under the regular printing budget yeah. for the police department. And, and, and I think basically with that, with that amount, we're talking about tying it into just the regular procedure that officers have for giving out their business card. I think also if the um, police cars have the brochures, they could hand those out rather than we're, you know, that could explain it more than just if you have a problem. <laughs> I think we had to, we should talk to the chief about that to see how he feels about giving out brochures. Um, uh, that's a decision you guys are going to have to make. Uh, I, I don't see it being much different than giving out a business card. Um, so, um, and if you guys are worried about costs, I think you, uh, important discussion would be to have if it was, 
Um, we, like I said, we typically officers and don't give out a business card every time they <coughs> interact with someone. If that was something that you guys were interested in, then that wouldn't be a one-time charge. Then that would be a recurring, recurring charge because that would be something different than what we're already doing. The reason we talked about it being a one-time charge is because we get officers' cards. Like w the three new officers that we're going to hire soon, they'll, they'll print cards, and that shouldn't be a cost incurred by you all because we were going to be doing that. But if it's something where we're going through uh, a higher number of cards because of, of this, then that would be something we'd have to discuss. But we can certainly, if you want those numbers, we could, I, I don't know how we would quantify those numbers. We could look at calls for service and or how many people uh, we've interacted with. So, but I think that's maybe getting a little aware, away from what you guys had decided already, but I'm just trying to put that context out there. You know, I, I, I've given it a lot of thought because I, I'm kind of torn because it's like I want as many people to have that information as possible. So I, I first thought about maybe the officer could give the business card out if the individual that he or she were giving the citation to were unhappy. But then reality set in and anybody that's getting a citation yeah. is going to be unhappy. You know, so we're, we're kind of in a, in a catch-22 there. I got pulled over because I had a taillight out I didn't know was out. And it was a simple, I didn't even get a ticket for it, and the officer gave me his card. Oh, okay. I think it's that unusual for them to hand them out. Yeah. I, I have a concern about having, if you have a complaint on the back of the police card, I think that if we get our pamphlets out in different places, like the library, um, Senior Center has a place with the pamphlets. Um, there's, you could even have them at the schools, probably, at the high school and stuff. But you're right. That, I agree with you. If it's on the back of the card, anybody could, you know. Well, if it's on the back of the card, it's going to the people who had interactions with the police, specifically, who are the people that are going to potentially have had, I mean, somebody who hasn't had an interaction with the police isn't going to have had a negative interaction with the police. That's exactly the target population that we want to know we exist. So the way it stands now with the business cards is um, the first time we, you know, we would have in our budget a certain amount of money that we would pay for the business cards. But then after that, it would just become a regular, a regular rotation and it wouldn't be any cost. But keep in mind, I don't think that's, that's uh, indicating that everybody that the officer gives a citation or has contact with is going to get a business card. I think we're talking about at the officer's discretion. You know. So, you know, I guess the question is, does the, that meet the objective that we're trying to accomplish. I think so. It helps. And I mean, that's, you see trucks driving down the street that they work for a company. It says on the back, if I'm not driving properly, call this number. I don't think that it's unusual or abnormal for people who interact with or see people doing any job to be informed of how to make a complaint if there's a problem. 
and there's no point in us existing if people don't know we exist. <laughs> and that has been a problem, public awareness, which is why I think it was a, it was a community member at our forum that originally made the suggestion about um, printing that information on the back of the police cards. Yeah, we, no, we don't have any problems printing it on there and you know, getting that to the officer courts with the information on it. I guess we, we're, we're talking about how do we want the distribution to go? Do we want everyone that gets a citation, you know, to get a court? Or do we want to just continue the way it is with the officer using, you know, the officer doesn't basically give a business card to everybody. You know, I guess it's just circumstances mm -hmm. that <clears throat> Instead of saying if you have a complaint, you could even just put community police review board on the back of the card with the number. So yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That we, would be more agreeable. Yeah. Well, I that. assume that's what's going to be on the back. Pretty simple. Just put the, our board name and telephone number. They can. Yeah, our contact okay. information on the back of the card. That's, yeah, rather that's than what suggest, we had agreed upon. <laughs> suggest if you have a complaint. Okay, so we don't want to get bogged down, so are we comfortable with that? Sure. Can you remind me what Peter Prasad told you? Uh, uh, yeah, what, what, what Peter said was their, their information is such that they can only work with certain people. And, and, and you know, I, I passed that out. I, I passed my conversation out to you guys mm -hmm. earlier. Oh. Yeah. In the email. Shoot. Yeah, but but just a, sum, a quick summary of that is oh, okay. their budget their budget is set up so that they can only work with certain people, and that's a felony and things like that. So you know that creates a problem. But what he did say that I felt comfortable with is that he indicated that you know he would make one of his uh, lawyers available to our board for consultation if we needed it so you know we can tie we in with so so basically <laughs> basically for <laughs> <laughs> free <laughs> but basically you know in terms of of the public defender's office uh if we want we can set it up so that any time that we do have a need for information regarding that, that, that office, that uh, there is someone that would provide consultation to us. Okay. I'm just confused because they, whoever um, the lawyer would be, they're not giving legal advice. I thought when we started this, it was for emotional support and helping to fill out the form. But that's not the public defender's office. No, I know that. That's why I'm saying I'm yeah, confused. That, that's, an, that's another section that, you know, we, we, we discuss. But the public defender's office, basically, um, you know, the people that they can serve generally are not the people that we're going to be working with. But down the road, if we run into anything where we feel we need information from the public defender's office, we have, uh, we have Pat or, you know, we can contact them and and they'll have someone to, you know, work us through it. Pat could recommend it. I, I don't want to go around Pat. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I think to the extent you ever have legal questions, you can come right to me and I can help you right. with all of Absolutely. that. I'm not sure that you would need the public defenders okay. for any of that. And I'm mm -hmm. guessing that Peter just didn't understand or know, maybe he had no reason to know that the board has their own counsel. So yeah, okay. But okay. certainly I think he was not saying that we would be, when I say we, I mean the public defender's office would be available to help complainants. That's no, no, outside no, the scope no. of their duties and yeah, yeah, no, and it, it, it would, and it, it would have to be something that would be related to the public defender's office. So the bottom line is, though, because of their funding and the people that they are, you know, kind of tied into working with, mm -hmm. then you know they probably wouldn't fit into what we're trying to do. Right. Okay. So, how are we feeling about individual responsibilities? Um, I am wondering if anybody has um, any more suggestions for me. Um, GuideLink, Abbey Center, and NAMI, as far as the um, advocate um, with trauma awareness training, they all would be interested but they are all currently experiencing staffing problems for programs that they yep. already have. They can't get people hired. Um, and I'm not sure if we want to start calling, um, so those are all, you know, nonprofit places. I don't know if you want me to start checking with private counseling practices or if anybody has any suggestions for anything I might have missed besides those three. And I think we need to focus on what the purpose is of having a lawyer. This isn't the lawyer, this is the oh, public advocates, advocate, yeah. yeah. I, I found that when I was um, getting my information, I don't know if this is the right time to say it or not, my name is Well, we, we should go ahead on and move into item number 10, you know. Okay. Um, the, Social workers going cost, and this just amazed me because it was what I got 20 years ago in Ohio, is 80 to $100 an hour. And the thing is, the way it's written up is for a social worker with uh, traumatic, traumatic uh, problems. And I talked to Health and Counseling Center they only have one social worker there who has training. That's something you go outside. You know, it's not just taught in graduate schools. Um, it's someone with specific background. And if we're looking for that, <coughs> um, we'd have to go private. And uh, you know, I, I, I think we, we came up with, we've come up with some good ideas. But I guess when I look at this and try to come up with something that we could put in place, I have a lot of difficulty with it because when you start talking about a budget, you got to have some specifics. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to have uh, individual, designated individual. You got to have time frames that, you know, you would need that. And unfortunately, when I look at it from my perspective, the only thing I come up with is we, we have a desire to do this, but in terms of putting a budget together, I haven't been able to come up with any kind of foundation. 
And since it's a new service, it's hard to give a description as to how many hours that would involve and, you know, because that, that would all be budget material. And it might be good for the next six months or year, whenever the budget will be due again, to see once we have the fires and, and that kind of thing out, how many people actually need the service. And, and, and again, it's just something that we want to take on as something we put in place that's going to be specific, or would we come out better since we don't have a pattern or anything like that with numbers or pattern? Would it be better to communicate with the sources, you know, at, you know at, so that people could be referred there, you know, on an as-needed basis? Because they're not, we don't know how many people are actually going to need that kind of service. And so it is hard to make a budget that way. And when I explain it to agencies or, you know, it's not going to be something county can do because they don't have training, specific training for trauma. Um, we'd have to have somebody on call practically. So I think I, my suggestion is we just track it until the next budget, see how often it comes up, and then we can put it in the budget. How does, how does the group feel about this? Well, I almost feel like, you know, assuming the person is capable of making a complaint, you know, if not, <clears throat> hopefully a friend or, you know, someone, depending on if they're, their education, whatnot. But I've, and maybe this isn't for us to do, but I feel like if we look at a complaint, we might have a hint one way or the other if this person may need Basically, it was um, we decided about it okay. was for people who might be afraid of retribution oh, okay. or that kind of thing. That was what our aim was, I think, when when we were looking for some kind of a support person like that. Okay, am I right? A part of it, yeah. Um, also, just various barriers people may have with executive functioning or. As far as I know, um, our complaint form is not available in multiple languages, is it? Um, it's available in Spanish. Spanish and English, okay. Um, that would be something else I would like to look at, I guess, with our budget, is there are at least a couple of other languages that are really prevalent in Iowa City. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the more, yeah, the more potential barriers we address through other means, the less we would have a need for something like that, but um, you know, like an advocate. But there are you know, a lot of barriers. Translators, barriers that could like translators, and sign language, and mm -hmm. you know, and, and you know, I, I I think that those type of concerns and recommendations 
or things that we can get a handle on that we can make happen. But I, I just get the feeling that some of the things we've come up with, uh, individuals should probably benefit from it. But I guess I, I keep asking myself the question, is this something that we should be, you know, trying to take on as a project? You know, I think things like, I think everybody, you know, should be able to get a booklet and, and comprehend it, and this is something that we can get a cost and we can make happen. You know, but, you know, these other things, I, I haven't been able to come up with a way to get a handle on it, and obviously, you know, we've been struggling with it for a while. Isn't there, <clears throat> isn't there a provision in the ordinance that there can't be retaliation? I, I feel like it's in there somewhere. Yeah, even in the police manual, it says if okay. a policeman reports another police officer, okay. um, there's to be no retaliation. Okay. I mean, we know everybody doesn't follow the laws. And oh. That includes people in, you know, oh. that, that work in the legal field. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's not going to make somebody who is afraid of police and has already had a negative interaction with police mm -hmm. not be afraid to report it just because there's a policy that says nothing can be done to them. Right. But I don't know if that's in the brochure. I mean, at least that's something nice. I mean, I know what you mean. You know, the no contact order is only as good as the paper it's written on yeah. type situation. But, you know, access to a lawyer, um, you know, would, would, would be nice or, you know, someone with trauma training. But, you know, I guess how many individuals are we running across is going to need this. But most important, can we put something like this in place? I guess that's kind of where I'm at with it. Because the way we have it written now, it would call for a specialist because, like I said, they don't teach that in um, graduate school. That's how you get your continuing education marks. <laughs> no, though, unrelated, but it connected it in my brain. I was just looking at specifically mental health places, but when you brought up a restraining order, it made me think um, it's not quite their realm, like it would be GuideLink or Abbeyson or NAMI, but I wonder if DVIP might be somebody that well, would be worth contacting. Yeah, I mean, that's... There's people are obviously all trauma-informed, right, care-trained. Right. Yeah, I was thinking of them. I don't know how it's not, how much... Uh, I don't know what their staffing's like, um, but that'd be worth asking, and I have a relationship with them. Okay, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's domestic violence, yet maybe they're willing to expand their... Yeah, it's worth asking. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and I think one of the biggest hurdles that we've been struggling with is we've been trying to put the service in place, and I, I, I'm not sure we're going to be able to do that, but we can, you know, serve as a referral source. Maybe if we shift our emphasis from trying to create a situation that's going to provide the service, you know, shift away from that to seems like we know that there is a need there. Mm -hmm. So would we come out better by trying to find a way that we could be a referral source to whichever 
uh, section provides that service? I think that might be difficult. David was always, he was our past chairman, mm -hmm. he was always very careful to make sure that we didn't get into situations where we might be leaking into administrative services because we're not an administrative board. But, but, but what And so I, I think for us to be in the position of referring, I think we do that by the pamphlets and putting them in all these different locations where people can pick them up. Yeah, that's and, what I um, mean. That, 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 that's what I'm thinking about is just have something that we can make available right. to individuals that the, the, this group that we're concerned about, can we find a way to make information available to them that will allow them to have this knowledge to make informed choices? You can even put the pamphlets in hospitals, too. I mean, there's so many places we can put them. Can I, okay, since we're still waiting on a couple of other costs, right, for the, like, food and things, I imagine you're going to maybe come back to the next meeting with that? Well, I already had called, but they wanted to know how many hours no, and... No, the, the, community, the, the out, community outreach one. We just talked about, like, the food and the refreshments and the lemonade. You're going to oh. be looking at those costs, right, yeah. between now yeah. and the next meeting? Yeah. Can I... Um, since there's other pieces of the budget that also need to be completed between now and then, and we're not just waiting on this one, can I go ahead between now and the next meeting and reach out to DVIP? And if they're also not able, then we could maybe look at, yeah, we maybe adding something to our brochure that says, you know, if you need help dealing with trauma, then there's these resources. Um, I think it kind of goes along lines with what Jerry is saying, if we, but I'd like to at least check with that other group. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. And when are you, when did you say you're going to, I guess we probably want to make that decision before you print the new brochures. When are you planning on having the new ones printed? I have them all ready to okay. go. I mean, I haven't physically printed them. Okay. Do you have a date in mind that you're doing that? Would it be before the next meeting, do you think? Most likely, the sooner we get it out with all the information. Okay. I mean, the old brochures are still out there in the various locations that have, but it's outdated information. It's, it doesn't have the website, it doesn't have the online, or the 180 day. And I can check into um, doing brochures in multiple languages, what the cost would be. I, I'll, I'll take that. And, and Jerry, you know, seems like we are going to be moving away from the access to lawyer and, and things like that and lean more toward, you know, making information more accessible. Uh, is, do you have a problem with that, Chip? I don't have a problem with that. Okay. Okay. And, um, see, Amanda, we... This, kind of doing the same thing with the uh, access to lawyer, you know, through law school. Is that something you want to continue to pursue, or would you be comfortable going more toward us making more information accessible? I'm honestly not really sure where the lawyer part came from in the first yeah. place. I cannot yeah. remember who made that recommendation or proposal. 
the, um, I had made the recommendation for the advocate with the trauma-informed care training to be available. I'm not, which would be a social worker or a counselor, I'm not sure where or when the lawyer piece got pulled into it. So, I mean, yeah, I'm fine with letting that part go. Okay. I think it would be real confusing to a lawyer to know you're not giving legal advice, you're just going to be there to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I mean, because if we had a complainant that had a basic legal question, you would be able to answer that. No? No. He's not a lawyer, you know. I represent the board, not the complainants. Yeah. But and if we were to, if, if they had a question and we didn't know the answer and we were to ask you. Oh, I can then, answer any questions that you need me to. Yeah. And but then we could I communicate back to the complainant the, the answer to whatever they, yeah. But, so I don't know why I'm, really don't know where that came from. But in terms of a lawyer, you know, it's like we got we to gotta definitely remember that information from a lawyer would be strictly for the board and nothing, you know, going to on, on Pat's plate. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so basically um, we should be able to have figures and ha have direction and have figures so that next meeting we can kind of put everything out and, you know, get the information we need to make the recommendation that needs to be made. Excuse me, what, what are we going to look in order for? You said by the next meeting we'd have all this in order for the budget. I thought we weren't going to continue doing that. No, this is just a review of getting together what we got to put in our report. So your, your pieces, the whole budget that we're going to submit to city council. So your pieces for the, the community engagement, her pieces for the printing. Oh, okay. Um, and then I think it sounds like we're letting go of the lawyer, but I am still going to reach out to DVIP about the um, trauma-informed. Okay. And then, but we don't want that to hold up getting this submitted right. to city council. So if I don't have anything by the next meeting, then we'll okay. look at maybe just like you said, adding something to future printings that yep. provides resources. I'm going out of town tomorrow, and I won't be back till August 24th. So how much time does that give me for the next meeting? Your next meeting is September 20th. Okay. That would be enough time when yeah, I get we back. Like two weeks and then six weeks or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay. So is, is everyone comfortable? With that. Okay. All right, we pretty much covered uh, item number 10. So we won't be doing a report right now, but we seems like we're getting a little closer. Okay, and I want to thank you for your comments on that. Okay, uh, moving on to item number six board information. Board members have anything that they would like to share? Um, for the next meeting, it's just items that we might want to be added to the next meeting for new, new business. I would like to have us redefine what our purpose is because it, we're kind of going, we're a review board, and it looks like we're, you know, starting to take on new actions that doesn't necessarily have to do with reviewing. 
And so I'd like to discuss that at the <coughs> well, meeting. Maybe I can help you with that. We started off being the Community Police Review Board. We would have to add it to the okay. next meeting. All right. We'll, 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 we'll put that, that on new agenda. business for the next agenda. I just think we need to look at what roles we're, if we're going to take on something more than a review, I think we need to really have that discussion. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, when we talk about it, you know, in the next meeting, uh, we'll be able to, you know, just explain some pieces that fell into place before you got on the board, you know, that kind of made us go down that path. So that'll be a, a topic of discussion for our next board meeting. Good. Right. Any other um, information from board members? If not, we'll move on to staff. Chris, you have any? I did not have anything. Okay. If none from staff, we move on to item number eight, tentative meeting schedule and future agendas. Uh, looking at that, does anyone have any conflicts or any a need to change? Okay, if no conflicts. All right, then we can move on to Item number nine, and uh, that would be uh, consider a motion to adjourn to executive session. Motion. Got a motion by uh, Nichols, and a second. Second by uh, McConnell. Okay, all those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Okay. Saul? Saul, are you still on? I'm, I'm still here. I'm, uh, I'm in favor. Okay. I, I can afford this neutral one. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. What time the meeting adjourned? Okay, opposed. Meeting is adjourned at the. Nope. Uh, okay, yeah, we're moving to closed session at the uh, 625 p.m. Thanks, Chief. Six weeks. Okay. okay, we'll give you a chance to get <laughs> set up. Okay, we're back in regular session. Uh, after intense discussion, uh, it was decided that uh, we need to hold a special meeting on Monday, August 30 at 5 p.m. Can we get a motion to make that change? Motion. A motion is second. All second. Second by Saul. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Aye. Opposed? The ayes have it. Motion carries. So we will have our special meeting on Monday, August 30th at um, 5 p.m. Uh, Chris, you're going to check and give us the specifics on that? Yes. Okay. All right. So with no more discussion, uh, can we get a motion to adjourn? Actually, perhaps discussion. Yes. Uh, let, hold up, Teresa. You had uh, 
I was following up on what Patrick said, maybe I should have said this earlier, but about the possibility of asking for an additional time. Is that something? Yeah, I don't think we need to do that yet. Okay. You'll know a lot more after that next special yeah. meeting. Okay. Very yeah. Hopefully in the special meeting we can pull everything together, you know. Okay. So. Uh, who motioned to who, who made the motion to adjourn? I mean, okay. Okay, and who, who did the second on that? Uh, Teresa? All those in favor? Aye. Opposed? Opposed? Ayes have it. Motion carries. We are adjourned at um, 6.50.